Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, in Beware the Next Big Thing, Julian Birkinshaw, a professor of strategy and entrepreneurship at the London Business School, reports on how it's easy to get swept up in the glamour of a new idea, but not every management innovation will produce rewards for your company. Where do new management practices come from? A few emerge fully formed from the minds of academics and consultants, but the vast majority come from corporate executives experimenting with new ideas in their own organizations. A case in point is the online retailer Zappos, which is replacing its traditional hierarchy with a self-organizing operating system known as a holacracy. Zappos' experiment is getting a lot of attention. Like many management innovations before it, holacracy has an exciting zeitgeist appeal. At least a few executives in other firms are no doubt asking themselves, given today's pressure to innovate and the changing nature of the workforce, is this the management idea of the moment? Could it give my company a competitive edge? What are the risks of trying to import it? For decades, executives have been asking similar questions whenever management innovations burst onto the scene. Sometimes a new idea is so transformative that it can and often does propel a company to unprecedented levels of performance. Six Sigma and Lean Manufacturing have had that effect, galvanizing managers to improve quality and cut costs. But importing ideas is risky. Even the most obviously useful theory or practice can go wrong if a company is unprepared to act on the insights it offers. And the value of most management ideas, and where they might take you, is far from obvious. Is holacracy about empowering creativity or about tearing down authority? Can you envision everyone in your firm becoming a leader? Could your culture and organizational structure withstand such dramatic change? The potential rewards of experimental concepts may be great for certain firms under certain circumstances, but for others, implementing them can be profoundly difficult or even destructive. By taking deliberate steps to understand other companies' innovations and how they relate to your own firm's ways of thinking and functioning, you can better discern which experimental concepts are worth your while. With thoughtfulness and care, you can increase your chances of success when you do borrow ideas and, in the process, acquire new knowledge that will help improve your business in the long run. It's the next big thing, or is it? Any radical management innovation is quick to attract the attention of journalists, academics, and consultants. My studies, which I conducted with Stefano Tercconi, a research associate at London Business School, reveal important benefits of that attention. Researchers and writers help companies codify or make sense of their ideas, and the visibility helps executives build support for their practices inside and outside the firm. The public discussion lets other companies know about the idea. Publicity also has a downside. It raises the risk of hype, disappointment, and sometimes a repudiation of the idea. This magazine, for example, has debuted ideas that are now part of the management canon, and ideas that have been relegated to the dusty archive shelves. Your goal as a manager couldn't be more different from those of the media and academia. You're not trying to ride the next wave, you're looking for the perfect wave. Popular opinion has less pertinence for you than an idea's underlying concepts. 
Indeed, it's worth bearing in mind that foundational ideas often live on even after the practices associated with them have fallen from favor. So how can managers effectively look beyond hype to make sense of the ever-changing landscape of management innovation? Broadly speaking, there are two ways to borrow from innovative companies, observe and apply, and extract the central idea. Each offers benefits, and each has its own challenges. Observe and apply. This is the most obvious and most commonly employed approach for adopting new management ideas. It can and does work well, but only under limited sets of circumstances. One is when the observed practice easily stands alone or involves just a small constellation of supporting behaviors. GE's well-regarded succession planning process is a good example. Think of the smooth CEO transition from Jack Welch to Jeffrey Immelt in 2000. The process is supported by just a few specific actions, including creating transparency around the candidates and planning for the likely departures of those who don't get the job. These behaviors are relatively easy to copy. Thus, it's common to see GE-inspired succession systems running well in other companies, for example, Walmart, GlaxoSmithKline, and Tesco. Observe and apply also can work effectively when a company's management model or way of thinking is very similar to the originators. Two software firms using the Agile development approach, for instance, are most likely employing many of the same techniques and a common language, so if one of them were to put a new management model into place, the other would be likely to replicate it successfully with observe and apply. Similarly, companies that have unorthodox ways of doing things are much more likely to succeed in borrowing management innovations from other non-traditional firms. Radical ideas tend to take hold when they move with...